Welcome to Off The Hangout, the fashion podcast where we delve deep into our guests' wardrobes, finding out their favourite fashion pieces and the stories behind them. This week's guest is Alex Wood. She's the founder of Alexandra Wood Bespoke and also Seek Couture, which basically covers everything style that a busy professional could want. But before we get into this episode, if you could like and subscribe, leave a comment, leave a review, maybe give this a follow, it would be much appreciated. I hope you enjoy this episode. Alex, thank you so much for joining me on Off The Hanger. It's lovely to talk to you this afternoon. I'm really excited to hear more about your business because you provide a service which I think so many people need. Can you tell us a bit about it? Yeah, sure. Um, so we've got Seekature, which looks after busy professional women, and it basically incorporates everything. So um, if you think about an image consultant, a personal stylist, a colorist, um, a tailor, a personal shopper and uh, designer, and, you know, cohesively um, bring everything together, we basically provide that service for our female clients. Um, the ladies who have zero time and just want it all taken care of for them. Um, so yeah, like a style fairy godmother in that. That, <laughs> that sounds incredible. And I think it's such a broad coverage of what you do. It is really like just a one-stop shop for everything style, isn't it? Yeah. So we basically take all of that information. So the three core things are, you know, our client skin tone and then body shape and style personality so that we can start to design and curate a personal collection that we then actually personally make and tailor-made so it fits the client as well. So it's a really, you know, a holistic view of style. So it takes the, the client from start to finish and literally steam uh, hung and put straight into their wardrobe. So very um, enticing for someone who has no time and doesn't particularly like shopping or they might like shopping but it never quite works out so yeah and have you always worked in fashion yeah so um I started my career in women's wear the whole story was that my uh, father and I used to shop together we still do although he took my 16 year old daughter the other day I was like I've been replaced um so we used to do shopping trips together and I loved the simplicity of men's wear but, you know, I did start in women's wear, so I've, I've done both sides. And I have um, a brand, Alexandra Wood, that I've built for 16 years that does exactly the same thing for men. It's just a lot more simplified. But, yeah, I have definitely always been in fashion and uh, obsessed with it. And did that come from childhood? Were you keen on fashion as a child? Yeah, I um, so I'd dress up and then go to school and go, oh, what do you think? And my dad would say, uh, it's not a fashion show, you know. I was like, are you for real? <laughs> um, so, I mean, I always had a view. I could, I, thought, I think uh, fashion is just magical. So you can like transform people's images and, you know, just people have a very different deception of you based on, you know, how you look. But more importantly, it's how we feel ourselves. And I think it's very underrated um, how start, you know, sometimes people think of it as frivolous and a little bit indulgent actually it's crucial to making us feel you know our best selves to sound cheesy um, but yeah I used to go through books uh, of the royal family which is quite humorous because my parents say we're not royalists and I was like why are all these books hanging around and so I'd be like looking at over the top tailoring and just sort of lap it up really yeah 
And I loved with the, actually it reminds me, I loved with the late Queen, I've been watching The Crown recently, but I loved that she always wore the most bright, vibrant colours. And it wasn't necessarily that that was who she was, but she knew she had to do that to stand out in the crowd. The quote or something is about, how will anybody see me if I'm wearing a dark colour? So she always just used to wear the most bright, vibrant things. Yeah. And actually, I loved uh, Camilla's wedding outfit I thought it was stunning and that's quite muted so she's probably doing the opposite so you know play, play such an important role and it's fun and do you have an earliest fashion memory yes so I was thinking about this <laughs> it's an embarrassing one and I tell uh, my daughter younger daughter the other day so um we're walking past the Waldorf and my grandmother was very like she loved fashion actually, so that she was quite inspiring. She'd wear it was quite simple. She was quite small, which is complete opposite to me. And she'd wear sort of you know pleated skirts and tiny little neat shirts and um, stilettos. And she loved going to fancy places, so she took us to the Waldorf for her birthday. And she said, um, oh, wear this, which was a hideous <laughs> uh, fur coat. I don't have it in my wardrobe anymore. But, um, yeah, it was like real fur as well. So horrifying. it was a long time ago. And basically, we went out to the Waldorf for her birthday. She made me uh, go up to the bandstand and say, you know, oh, sing happy birthday for me. They asked me what my name was. And ended up singing me happy birthday. It was so embarrassing. And I was about 10. And she went, oh, sing happy birthday to you. Go up to them again and ask them to sing it to me. It was like, so yeah, bad fur coat and complete humiliation. <laughs> Not a great combination all year round, but it didn't put you off fashion at least. So that's a good thing. Yeah, exactly. What's the oldest thing in your wardrobe? So I don't have those to hand because uh, I'll probably have to rummage deep into my wardrobe. But I love boots, um, particularly knee-high boots. And I've loved them since I was 18. And I do think they're, they've always been quite relevant and um, look quite cool with a lot of items, whether you wear them over jeans or skirts. Um, so I bought a pair from a shoe company called Shelley's. I don't know if anyone knows who they are. Shelley's, yeah. Is Shelley's still going? No, but I really wish they were because I find shoes so dull now. I find that a real struggle, actually. Um, if there's any shoe, wear, shoe, shoe brands out there that are a bit quirky. Yeah, so I love Office and they've kind of gone a bit mainstreamy too, I find. But yeah, Shelley's had an amazing collection of um, knee-high boots. So I've probably got like two or three pairs of those that I just sort of still reheal and do quite well with. It's amazing. Well, that's good. It's good that they're still going strong. And I think that's the good thing with shoes and boots. Mm. If you look after them yeah. and you do maintain them and get them rehealed and resold, then mm. a lifetime. Yeah, definitely. Now, what would you say is the piece in your wardrobe that gets the most compliments? So, I um, it's not the most expensive piece in my wardrobe, but um, I love it. Although, I have to say, <laughs> the last time I wore it was to a client's 50th birthday party at BAFTAs, uh, not the BAFTAs, but BAFTA venue. And um, I suddenly realised I was standing with a light right behind me and I basically looked naked because you can't really touch <laughs> underwear with it. I thought, well, I'm just going to have to rock with it now. Um, but I've been seen to wear it on LinkedIn, on social media, Instagram. And um, yeah, it gets, gets the attention. It's very body skimming. Uh, so this is my direct. <gasps> 
but yeah it's kind of a midi with a little split but it like leaves nothing to the imagination it does have black lining but yeah it's just it's really cool um or christmas years ago and i thought oh, i wonder if i still fit in it and yeah i feel like a golden globe in it <laughs> it's fabulous it's a real it's the way that it catches the light mm. i think that's what it is i think sometimes when you wear something gold it can be quite muted and matte but to have something that's got that real shine and reflection to it it's stunning yeah i do love, i've got a bit of a problem when it comes to gold have to say um but i think it's lovely like when you really understand what colors suit you um you know it's, it's a massive difference between looking a bit tired and a bit drab between like here i am and people oh, why don't you look amazing um and that's always quite nice no one can deny they you know don't like that exactly it's nice to get a little compliment every now and again now you mentioned that wasn't the most expensive piece that you own what is the most expensive piece that you own oh go on I should have, I can run upstairs, but it's my um, Christian Dior um, leather, tan leather handbag. Nice. Sounds beautiful. What, do you know which model it is? Uh, I don't, because I tend to just be like, oh, I like that, get that, and not really pay any attention to that, which I probably should, you know. Um, but yeah, it's lovely. Everyone's like, oh, I love that bag. So nice. It's just one of their very classic, nice little dinky ones quite nice and solid with the gold uh, dior on it so yeah it's one of my indulgences i think with handbags they end up kind of like investment pieces don't they and do you use it often or are you the type of person that likes to save it for best well because it is quite solid um it's not that i need to save it for best but because it's got like a very rigid bottom and um structure it's not the most comfortable <laughs> so um I think it looks quite cool with jeans, a little cape and things like that. So I'd wear it um, sort of a nice day out or evening out, um, knowing that I can kind of put it down somewhere safely. Now, what's the newest piece you've got in your wardrobe? Uh, the newest is actually a pair of jeans that I made. Um, they're that very cool. Um, so they're, I'm trying to show you, that colour. Put them together. So they're a very pale denim, super duper lightweight. I was trying to make kind of a, a cool, sleek boot cut jean that doesn't look like your typical jean. I'm quite obsessed with that sort of thing. So it's got quite a strong um, cleat through that. I will try and send you a picture. So. It's okay. Yeah. Hold it up. <laughs> Hold it up. <laughs> they're like super duper lightweight. Um, so yeah, nice ones for the summer and just look amazing with them. Um, linen sports jackets and things like that so they're the most recent things i've made and then uh, probably the other recent purchase was another gold dress which was <laughs> um and everyone's like oh my god is it her Lego? um it's coast from vintage <gasps> coast i have to say Coast have really upped their game in the past few seasons. The amount of time I get like Facebook ads pop up and I'm like, oh my God, that's incredible. And then I'm like, oh my God, it's Coast. That's like, what's happened? <laughs> so it used to be a little bit frilly, a little bit floral, a bit floaty. Uh, but now, you know, that is pretty flattering for body shapes anyway. I know it's like um, very tight, but it's quite forgiving. It's good. Yeah. 
sometimes I think when you get those shapes that are like the Hervé Leger ones, they really do kind of just hold you in and mm. give you that really great shape, even if that's not naturally your body shape. I do think they're kind of there's some sort of witchcraft sewn into them. Yeah. <laughs> I do have I do have a herb. You've said it better than me, but a really lovely yellow one. And you're right, it's very tough material, but like gorgeous as well. They're just not great for dinner. That's what I always found. They're not a dinner dress. I need something with a bit more stretch or a bit floatier if I'm going to be going for dinner. I need a bit more room for that dessert. There's no point me being in something tight. <laughs> and steak and chips. Everyone's like, oh, you don't like desserts. I was like, just give me, you know, steak and chips every time. <laughs> exactly, exactly. We spend a lot of time at Hawks Mall. That's my husband's favourite. So we spend a lot of time just eating steak and chips. It's great. <laughs> Now, are you quite sentimental when it comes to the pieces in your wardrobe? Would you say you've most sentimental piece? So my sentimental piece, it will be the only sentimental piece because my husband, I was talking about this yesterday and he went, you're not really sentimental to those sort of things. And I said, I'm sentimental to you and my family. And so it, um, this is my sentimental piece is my wedding dress. Oh, beautiful. I love that you still have it. When did you get married? Uh, six years ago. <laughs> It really needed um, to be put in a box and uh, dry cleaned by Amazon. But it actually looks pretty decent. So I'll, I'll share a photo of that. But, but you know, it's, it's lovely. And my girls quite like looking at it um, every now and again. Very heavy. And did it take you a long time to find the right wedding dress? Because it can be, I think you're either an instant, you know exactly what you want, you put that on, that's the one done, mm. or you're the complete it you're like 600 wedding dresses deep later and you've still not quite found the perfect thing yeah so I'm definitely um, a former. so I'm a, a quick decision maker I know what I like and what I don't like when I used to go out shopping with um friends and they'd be like oh I'll come back to it and then I'd be like no you either you know you like it or you don't we do mm -hmm. not come back I'm naked <laughs> so it's like yeah I think I, this was the second one I tried on I kind of think probably uh, with what I do, I kind of know what shapes suit me and what don't. I did the first one I tried on was the one with lace sleeves, the whole um, Catherine Middleton look, and it just did not look good on me at all. So, um, yeah, tried this one. And I was like, yeah, perfect. Can't breathe, but it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> now, what would you say is the piece in your wardrobe that most sums you up? Oh, yes, and I couldn't find it, darn it. Um, but basically, I had um, I made a shirt for myself, which was made out of a really wacky lining. Because um, and someone said, Alex, if something summed you up, it's definitely that shirt. So uh, <laughs> I think I'm quite introverted, but it seems not. So it's a bright blue with um, like skeletons on it and lots of funky, funny things. It's just quite quirky. Um, so yeah, people say I, I can be quite quiet, um, but I say random quirky things when I feel comfortable. <laughs> That's it. I think, you know, I'm quite introverted too. And I think a lot of people wouldn't see that in me. They would instantly go, oh, but with your job and what you do, you must be a real extrovert. And I'm like, yeah, but my job's different. Yeah. That's yeah. a different situation. This isn't like sending me into a room of people that I don't know and yeah. expecting yeah. I could just start a conversation with somebody. 
it could I found there being awkward until somebody came over to me. And even then I'd probably still be awkward and say ridiculous things. But I think I've said it on the podcast before about how a lot of introverts are really into fashion because we use our clothes as talking points and as armor. It's that thing that draws somebody else over to you to speak to you. And it'll be the same with your shirt. Somebody will always come over every time you wear that and start a conversation about that incredible shirt. Yeah, that's so cool. It's like, not actually cool. It's quite hot because it's <laughs> the lining. Um, but yeah, no, exactly. Um, I relate to what you just said when you say random things. Um, people go, where did that come from? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes just what's in my head falls out my mouth and it's always the greatest thing, but this is just what happens. Get used to it, it'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> now, it's quite well documented that I am a bit of a fashion disaster and that the fashion faux pas, well, in fact, not so much the fashion faux pas, but the wardrobe malfunctions just begun to embrace them I just accept that these things are gonna happen to me and uh would you like to join my club do you have a little story you could share of course what lady does not um <laughs> one happened in secondary school one happened with a client so I was with a male client of mine and suddenly I just <laughs> feel and hear this right down the back of my dress oh uh still trying to hold a conversation and trying to walk backwards like you know yeah very awkward <laughs> and i think oh. why is she walking backwards oh, the whole building <laughs> please turn away please turn away <laughs> so yeah oh. it seems to be seen ripping uh, but nothing on things i've made thankfully just from other <laughs> it wouldn't be a good professional calling card if it was something that you'd made <laughs> although i am a big believer in stretch and a bit of bounce you know jersey fabrics that are the saving grace of the world <laughs> they are because i think sometimes these things do happen and i think a lot of times brands make something without considering the practicalities of real life mm. like if you've got a certain dress or shirt on and it's got no stretch in it and you have like small children how on earth are you going to bend down and pick them up without just popping a seam yeah, I think, yeah it's stretched it goes a very long way yeah and i definitely think you know style and fashion is moving towards that so upon sort of creating the women's sub brand looking into you know what the women really want now and particularly in the professional field and it is more practicality so you want to look great but you also want to be able to move and pockets women want pockets as much as men so um they do and i love this kind of two little facts about pockets so there's two reasons that pockets that we for a long time didn't have them hmm. so back in the very very olden days pockets were originally taken away from women because they thought we were witches and that we'd put our spells in them which i am totally here for i quite happily just wander about with you know a spell in my pocket just in case some man's rude to me here just throw that in and then later on it was because women apparently didn't need anything because their men were supposed to provide so wow. we didn't have to carry money or keys or anything like that because our men folk were supposed to do all of that for us and i'm like no i need the pockets i am far too independent i need to do everything myself yes. give me my pockets go go and um, yeah my <laughs> i don't think my husband carry anything he asked me to carry things and uh, i remember once he said to me Oh, would you be able to put this in your mum bag? I went, you call it mum bag again. Uh, I will never carry anything for you. 
I am a mum, but the thought of being mumsy and being like, Tom, got a nice safe bag with everything in it, just in case, is a bit of a no-no. And he went, okay, noted. (laughs) I'm always the carrier of everybody's things. Yeah. Like, my husband has, like, his keys and his phone, and he's always got glasses and a glasses case, and there's always stuff, and I'm like, right, what's the tiniest bag I can take out with me so that I don't have to carry it everybody else's things just a little micro bag (laughs) that will only fit my possessions in (laughs) now you mentioned your love of your Shelly boots earlier do you have a favorite pair of shoes and are they a pair of knee-high boots uh my favorite pair of shoes are well I've got two one are like super duper practical and I don't think particularly attractive um are uh, all bird boots yep I've walked all the way around New York in them, and they're amazing. But I really, uh, if they're listening. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, send them this way. We love your boots. Yes. Um, but, you know, like made a more elegant, fashion-y version. It's so good. My favourite impractical shoes but look very cool are my red Valentinos, patent Valentinos with the studs round flat because um, I'm six foot. So um, I don't tend to wear heels, but they're really cool. It's a nice flat shoe with a bit of personality. So are they the rock studs? Yeah. Is the rock studs? Oh, they are super cool. That's mm. one that I haven't got in my collection, a pair of rock studs. And I do think that they're now such classic. I think I really need to put it on maybe one of my little vintage watch lists. Just oh, so perfect pair comes up. Quite a few on there. I mean, they're still fairly expensive, to be fair. But yeah, they're nice. Yeah, they're really cool. And like you say, it's just that bit of personality. There's something that mm. because they're flat, you can be wearing them with just jeans and a blazer, but yeah. they're really going to add that bit of oomph to that outfit. And then you can pop a bit of red lipstick and smash it. And keep everything else quite tame. Cool. Yeah, sounds like a great look. <laughs> now, is there a fashion item that you're lusting after, something that you don't yet own but would love to, regardless of cost or practicality? Yeah, so probably be no surprise that they're um, knee-high boots. I saw them on Olivia Palermo. They're patent, you know, real pretty woman numbers, but not quite so wide through the leg. They're quite slim. I can't remember where they're from. They're saved in my favourites folder. So because I'm like, I love them, and I did buy actually my favourite boots are Stuart Weissman's Buy High Boots in mm-hmm. suede. They are stunning and they're mega comfortable. They've really like nailed the two things together. So these are kind of like that with a Christian Dior kind of crooked heel um, and made in patent. But yeah, they're on the on the list, but completely impractical. I do not need them. I just want them. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's the whole point of having the dream fashion item. It's not supposed to be something practical. Yeah. It's supposed to be something just frivolous that you just want. There are lots of practical things. I need to have a practical kind of super warm waterproof coat for walking the dog. But is that the thing that I'm lusting after? No, probably not. (laughs) (laughs) Now, do you have a piece of fashion advice for your younger self? Yes. Oh, I wrote it down. There me one. So my advice is um, to find out what suits you as soon as you can obviously like age is a consideration we our style tends to change as we age although sometimes it kind of doesn't we tend to know what colors suit us off the bat and get more probably experimental with color and things like that as we go through our years but i'd say when it comes a stage where you're 
not in your 20s or you know and um have more of an understanding of who you want to be and how you want to represent yourself it's like then get some good advice and um, nail it from the start because you know 80 percent of our wardrobes are left unworn so that means 20 percent is worn um because things don't fit don't suit a silly investment you think you'll lose weight you think you gain weight um so it's really kind of that's why essentially what i do is kind of making sure people do get it right from the start because it is waste of time it's waste of money and it's really bad on the planet if you don't kind of get it right and it just feels good when you know what your formula is it makes shopping easier um because you go into a shop rather than go and you're going directly to the things you know work for you so i'd say yeah understanding your style sooner rather. I think, sorry i think that also leads to less blaming yourself i think often people blame themselves when something doesn't fit or something doesn't look right and mm -hmm. actually it's because you're not looking at the right thing yeah where i think if you know in advance what your things mm -hmm. are and the things that you're supposed to be wearing and the things that are going to look great on you i think it rules that out it's such good advice thanks yeah and you can just feel more confident in it. and that ultimately is what makes it more enjoyable um, you know, I know people that love fashion, but still buy random pieces. Like, why would you buy that? Like a friend of mine, she said once, she said, sometimes she wakes up and goes on like ASOS and she said, I'm buying dresses like I'm going to the BAFTA Awards every week. She goes, what am I thinking? I was like, stop it. <laughs> buy practical things. So it's also like looking at your lifestyle and really being honest with yourself, like, where do I spend most of my time? What do I actually need? Uh, what do I wear the most of every day? And kind of like rinse and repeat in that, you'll have your one-off nice pieces. But as ladies, if we're going to Ascot, et cetera, whereas a man probably wear it again and again with a different tie, women, you know, want a different dress every time and not wear what someone else is wearing. So we're different, aren't we? <laughs> I hard relate to your friend. If you know the Oscars ever need me to attend, I've got a wardrobe full of yeah. things I could probably wear. <laughs> I go too. I could be there in five minutes. It's fine. Yeah, I'm coming, baby. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on Off the Hanger. It's been so lovely chatting with you. Pleasure. Thanks so much. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. If you did, please remember to check out some more of the Off the Hanger episodes.